Hello and welcome to VR Verdict, episode 63, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I'm PJ. I'm Wookie. And we would like to share VR with you. Joining us this episode is Robert Aldridge from Big Top Game Studio. Just released Medieval Designer and Oculus Quest, coming soon to Oculus App Lab. Talks about pouring countless hours and energy into this game and what he's looking to get out of it and he's still updating it. If you listen real close, you may be able to get a key for the game. And then he shares some plans for his next game coming out soon. Maybe. So, Wookie, this is Robert. Robert, this is Wookie. Yo. Hey, what's up? Robert. So Robert is the, what did you say, CEO of Big Top Game Studio? Uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, in indie dev, you kind of wear a lot of hats, you know, so it's yeah. marketing, programming, art. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. everything. But yeah, I, I, I do everything nice. pretty much. And you're working or you've been working on the game Medieval Designer, which is out now. On, for, is it just Oculus right now? Yeah, quest? for right now it's just for the quest. It's on um itch.io and by extension uh side quest. Um nice. and there's a demo as well as the actual game itself, which is $7.99. And you know, the demo is obviously free. Um nice. hopefully uh, it'll be on App Lab in the next couple of weeks. It's still in processing. It's been about uh, about four weeks, so we'll see. Nice. That sounds about about right when we've talked to other devs about the app lab. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a pretty slow process. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was originally like four weeks, but they moved it out to like six to eight weeks or something like that because they've had so many submissions. But, you know, I mean, you know, that's that's a good thing, though. You know, that means VR is yep. growing. Yeah, there's all kinds of great games and like apps and experiences that just keep coming out like when we started this podcast, I was like, I don't, is it going to be, can we do one a month? Can we do one a week? Because it was kind of, you know, sparse back then. <laughs> so, but. yeah, it's, it's growing every day. And I really wish I had more time to, to, to experience all the new stuff that comes out. I mean, you know, I could, I could call it, you know, work, <laughs> but, <laughs> yep. you know, kind of hard sometimes. So, with your studio, is there three of you currently working on things uh, or? There was originally three of us when the studio was first founded in, I think, 2017. Um, but now it's just two of us. Um, okay. And it was only, it was actually just me that, that built Medieval Designer. Um, and then after, after that game successfully got me funding for our next project, I was able to hire on one of the original dudes um, back onto the team. So, and that's going pretty well so far oh nice yeah maybe we'll talk about that towards the end if, if there's stuff to share but <laughs> oh yeah definitely it's it's nice. been really exciting so far so why don't you tell us a little bit about medieval designer and share what you've uh some of your stories from developing it i guess 
Uh, do you want like a like a top down kind of overview of what the game is first, and then yeah. like the development? Or okay, so like the whole game is really just. I, I seen it in a, in a GDC talk one time that it's probably not the best to kind of advertise your games in this way, but I, I really don't have any other way I could probably say it is it's like the Sims like decorate mode if you've ever played the Sims, mm-hmm. but like in VR like first person. Um, and you know, it, it, it kind of started out to be honest as like a, like a tech demo of like a, a new inventory system. So like a, a top down view of the game though, is it's really just, you have, you know, a tutorial or you spawn into with like this little house and you can throw stuff around, play with the physics, and then you can load into an entire town, which is called Robark. And there's, I think 20... 29 houses that you can decorate the inside of. Yeah, I was going to ask you how many houses I wasn't going to run around and count them all. <laughs> but the first time I hopped into this game, it it really made me think of when I the very first time I played Morrowind. Oh, I, that's good. That's kind of that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to like, you know, I'd go steal a bunch of crap and come back to my house and try to decorate it. And it just, you know, you, you could only do so much. But that was the first thing yeah. I thought of when I when I popped into there. I'm like, oh, this is neat. Like, there's so much there. Game design in it, itself is has become very has become very bloated, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Like when developing for, you know, a console or for you know a modern PC, it, it's really easy to really get carried away with the the possibilities of modern day tech. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, even something like the the Xbox 360 could render, you know, like two million triangles, you know, on some of the games I played back in the day. And that was no problem. And, and the Quest hardware just can't do that at, you know, large distances and stuff like that. So there's there's so much that we can learn from the older. Older development styles, right? And that's kind of where I where I went into with the initial design of Medieval Designer. So, you know, the, 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 the initial thing was kind of a tech demo for a new inventory system. But then I wanted to see what I could really get out of the hardware by building like a world around you. And I was like, yeah, I could probably do something like the size of Morrowind. But how would I get away with that draw distance? And I was like, duh, like they figured it out two <laughs> decades ago how to do that. You know, you just you, you use a a a a. Uh, a fog volume to really cover that stuff up. And I've had some 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 complaints, you know, um in in uh, in a review uh here and there about uh, about the fog distance and stuff, but I think it really hits a a good barrier between performance and actual visibility. I think it's it's equivalent to like I'm not going to pretend to make up numbers here because I can't remember. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's like it's a pretty good little bit of distance out. It's I think it's about the same amount if not a little bit more than Morrowinds originally was. Yeah. There's like you could see down the road and other buildings and stuff in town. I didn't think it was. Yeah. It was I mean, there's some there's some stuff that I, I did leave out that I probably should have added that would have made it feel a little less uh, a little less uh, claustrophobic. Like it, the ability to sprint in the game is like, you know, just click a thumbstick and, you know, just run you know, change your movement speed is something I really wanted to do and I still might um, cause while we moved on to the next title, I am still developing medieval designer, you know, like updates here and there in my free time. 
And I got some pretty exciting stuff to talk about there later on, nice. I guess. But uh, but yeah, I, it, sprinting would be a pretty probably a pretty cool addition there. Um, but yeah, just you can move through it. <laughs> there's a lot of houses that's yeah. it's, it's 29 um, in total. And then there's there's 74 or 75 interior spaces. So the game is broken up into, you know, there's the the big exterior world, which is just, you know, the, the 29 houses in the city with its city walls. There is basements and like first floor, second floors, tower type things, um, all kinds of different areas to decorate. And it's it's all separated by load doors as well, which is kind of strange to do in VR. But I think I was able to do it pretty well. So it's not as jarring as it could be. Yeah, I don't think it's jarring as all, at all. I mean, honestly, it, it, everything about the game is is 100 percent based on performance. So like the the draw distance the the segmentation of the houses is like I, <laughs> like I could do a thing where it was just like six houses in like an area and they were all open and you could decorate everything at one time and go in and out of them without going through a load door. Um, but and you could like decorate the exterior even, but it wouldn't give the player nearly as much freedom in these individual spaces. And. How would you really add weight to there being or or make it make sense that there's like these random six houses just in the middle of nowhere like do you put a wall around that do you put them in the forest what you know what do you do i mean even even foliage has been quite a challenge on the quest hardware but i'm I'm pretty happy with where we ended up on that yeah i like the uh the dungeon aesthetic and then i think i was running through a house that had like a like an airwalk like between two buildings it was really yeah like all the yeah. wood framing and stuff yeah, I think there's two houses in the town that have that, and they were interesting to get working technically simply because of the... I, I did crazy optimization on some of these assets. Like, the initial starting point for those little walkways you're talking about, when they're merged down into one asset, um, which, you know, the project relies heavily on merging and a lot of custom poly work and stuff like that, but when, when just that one little piece that you're talking about is merged down... Uh, it's like 10,000 triangles. It's insane. <laughs> but then, you know, after a lot of optimization work, it's like down to like 1,500 or something like that. It's pretty, pretty impressive stuff. Oh. Did this, you kind of said, you know, this came about working on an inventory system, but so this just started as like an actual like demo, like what can we do with inventory? And then you just kind of click yeah. to like, I can, I can make something out of this. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing kind of started like, the project got its first legs, I think, in March of 20, in March of 2020, I think. Maybe uh, it's I was working on some other projects before that, and they all kind of fell to the side in order to, to make this come to life. Um, so, yeah, it was I, I was playing a lot of different VR games at the time. And one of the biggest you know complaints I had myself was for like inventory management in in VR games. Mm -hmm. Like my favorite genre of of games is is RPGs. And I talked about this, you know, probably a few months before in like a YouTube video I was talking about how how are we going to solve like, there's there's so many design challenges with VR, but how how are we going to solve something like an inventory? Because if you played something like Skyrim in VR, right? It, it's a pretty good port for what it is. It's clearly not built from the ground up for <laughs> VR and it's got its issues, but it's, it's OK for what it is. But one of the biggest problems with it, in my opinion, was 
the the inventory system and I cannot, it even expands outside of just games though, because it also expands out to like, like even the Oculus home environment or Steam VR or whatever. They use those absolutely stupid laser pointers and I hate them <laughs> with such a passion. I, I cannot, I cannot stand those laser pointers. So my, the entire thing started out as, okay, how can I eliminate the laser pointer? How can I destroy the laser pointer? <laughs> Which, you know, seems a little ridiculous and you know what it probably is. But it, yeah, I, I came up with a, a system that actually eliminates the laser pointer altogether. So I like it, you know, and <laughs> for people who haven't played the game, you know, which is looking at my sales number, admittedly, most people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not doing great, but hey, I knew the market was going to be somewhat limited, but I don't know. Then again, I'm not great at marketing either. Like that's I. I I have no idea how anyone markets anything successfully, to be honest. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's insane. Like how some people like their, their indie games take off tremendously, but yeah, like anyway. So yeah, like for people who haven't played the game, like you press, um, controller here. So I can remember you, pre- you grab the, <laughs> you press the B button. I, I think it's the B button. I don't have the game open in front of me. You press the B button and your menu flies out around you in like a circular kind of, um, uh, in like a, like a circular kind of menu system. And the items are split up into categories. So you have like kitchenware, furniture, um, bar stuff, wall hangings, rugs, whatever. And then you, and those, those categories are, are divided up by, like they're merged down into individual items. And then you just reach out and you grab one of those items, the categories, and the inventory expands back out into the actual items in that category. So like kitchenware, there's like 300 items or something like that. So, you know, you have like forks and plates and whatever else. And you just navigate through the menu using your your right and your right or left thumbstick up and down or uh, horizontally or vertically. So you can actually spin the entire menu around you. Or if you want to, you can just, you know, turn around and look at the menu. And I'm, I'm pretty... I've received some interesting criticism of it, but I, I really think it's an interesting, somewhat revolutionary system because it allows the player to see everything they're interacting with, you know, at a kind of smaller level before they try to mess with it. Like, that's the problem with, like, like the laser pointers. You know, usually you get, like, a flat screen or you get, like, this item that's, like, rotating or something like that. But, yeah. you know... With the with with my inventory system, it's you know y- y- the items just there, and well, this is another thing I'm thinking about doing for the future is adding the adding the ability for the items to rotate. Because somebody wrote up an article very recently about how to be able to do that on the GPU without incur- incurring significant penalties from rotating an object with its collision at runtime. That like that was an original plan was to have everything rotating like in its place. But it, it it spiked the GPU something horrible. So anyway, yeah. So like you can rotate the entire menu around you, and you can just reach out and grab something, and it expands to its proper size. So you'll have like an apple that's like you know half its size or whatever, and you grab it, and it just expands with a with a nice little sound effect to <laughs> to its proper size, or like a bookshelf or a chair or you know whatever. So yeah, I thought it was pretty intuitive. Uh, after I you know the first couple things I tried to grab and pull out. I like it that you just you touch it and then it's in your hand. All the like the there is really no UI, but like the other items just kind of go away and makes exactly. that noise, like you said, and you just yeah do what you want with that item. It's pretty neat. 
Yeah, you just you just grab the item and it expands out to its proper size. There there is some some issues with like sometimes you'll you'll like grab an item in a weird location so it'll expand out and be like inside the player, but you know, <laughs> it, it's it's some stuff like that's okay because it's it's gamified, you know what I mean? I mean yeah. it uh, I think it's pretty intuitive for what it is. I'm I'm pretty damn proud of that system. <laughs> yeah, I pulled out a bookshelf, and obviously a bookshelf is pretty big. You know, yeah, like, yeah, holy shit! <laughs> you pull out a sword, and like when it expands and does a little pop noise that you mentioned, does it like yeah. go inside you and kill you, and then game over? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be me like beta testing something like oh I that would be a uh that would be a fun little uh easter egg but no nah, it doesn't do that i <laughs> <laughs> speaking of yeah. um items how many are in the game currently isn't it like i think you stated it's, over 2000 or something it's, like that? it's either close to 2000 or over 2000 i've lost count during my <laughs> testing um i mean there's several different builds that are like the initial build that's like uploaded to App Lab right now, waiting verification. Like, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but like, they don't let you change your build once you upload to, to App Lab. Yeah. Like, once you submit verification, that's it. They don't let you touch it. So, like, I have this, you know, month old build sitting on Oculus servers that I can't touch <laughs> for the updates. Like, there was a small update right when the game came out where like the trees were like at this weird floating bits that I fixed. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember what the question was. Sorry. <laughs> Just how many items you thought? Oh, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. So, like, um, yeah, it's, like, close to 2,000. It might be a little, you know, plus or minus 100, probably, because uh, I I wanted to initially have paintings in. It's, like, an object you could put up on the walls, um, which maybe I should talk about the physics system as well. But the, the paintings, you, I wanted to have paintings you could put on the walls, but they ended up not making it in because I wanted them to kind of be Easter eggs as sort of, like, a callback to the previous work I'd done. On an, on an on an RPG that never got launched. Um, mm. And like I had all these screenshots I was going to like make into like pixel art that would fit really well into into paintings. Um, mm. And then there was also like rings and stuff from like uh, there was like a thousand different combinations of like rings and jewelry and all kinds of like armor stuff like that that didn't make it in because originally the game was going to have like a dungeon diving kind of thing to it. Um, but that ended up getting cut entirely as you're very well aware <laughs> just for time and simplicity's sake sure. um yeah because all things considered the, the graphics of the game i'm i'm pretty happy with how the graphics of the game turned out like it, it looks in my opinion really good for a quest title yeah i, like, I thought it was great no i don't like, mean to change topics on you well i'll let you finish then i'll bring up what i was gonna say <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think it looks really good for a quest title for what it is. Like, we went from like super uber macro, like 4K textures and super high <laughs> model, model poly counts to like that and brought it all down to where it's still at a reasonable size memory footprint. Right? I mean, the game's like a gigabyte to download, you know, it's like it's nothing huge. And, you know, it, it, it runs really well, you know, so. I just when you're saying that I brought up the 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 tutorial and was that you narrating the tutorial? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're really good at it. <laughs> well, thanks. I, yeah. I, uh, I've heard that a couple of times, actually, and I was surprised by that because I thought for sure that uh, people were going to be like, this is the worst story I've ever heard or something like that. You know, people, artists are always the worst critic, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. like I sent a rough draft to my sister and she was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. You need to hire a professional oh, voice no. actor. I was like, well, shit, man. <laughs> Off your Christmas list. <laughs> your pancakes yeah, like suck. That. Yeah. 
<laughs> Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I sent it to a few people, and you know, the 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 response I always get back is even yeah, the, the narration on the on the tutorial is really good. So, I spent I spent quite a few hours working on that actually, because I was like, you know, with bad takes, and I was like, ah, right, this doesn't sound good. This doesn't sound good. Yeah. So, well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of people don't. <laughs> don't realize like with audio and video like how long things take when you see the final product you know oh yeah like a 30 second video is probably like five to ten hours of work <laughs> oh yeah it's terrible like i i did um i do a little bit of youtube here and there too i mean i haven't uploaded anything in, like six months but um yeah like when i first started doing it like edits and stuff would take me like longer like i would do a video that'd be like you know 20 minutes or whatever and then the editing would take like seven hours. It's yeah. insane. So, I mean, I, I think I've gotten pretty good at like audio in particular. Like, you know, you just stuff like stuff like noise, like noise cancellation and like compression mm. and stuff like that. It really goes a long way to make the audio sounds a lot better than, you know, just being straight clean. So every little bit helps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's a, a dozen times worse working on something like a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much all audio. Um, yeah. Are you guys ever going to go to like a like a video format? Uh, we I I think about it all the time, but we work like we both work forty plus hour jobs, so it's just having time is you know not a thing ever. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hell, that's why that's why I don't really do YouTube as much anymore. It's. Yeah. I mean, I remember, <laughs> you know, we were talking like how long things take, and I, and you said you started up. 2017 just starting out on basic things or whatever but i remember you and i were chatting a little bit back in february and you're like hey i'm almost done with the game i want to you know come on the podcast and this and that you're like i'm yeah. just waiting for this and this and it's like you know i check in with you and it's like yeah that's almost done it's like wow you just don't realize how long things take <laughs> oh yeah it, it's it's crazy like the like the the store art stuff I thought was going to take so much like I thought it was going to be be done so much quicker than it was but it just yeah it, <laughs> and even even like like the music was one of the things I was talking to you about mm -hmm. it was like uh you know my composer uh Gregory Johnson it's not entirely fair to say actually that I was the only one that worked on the project because it's not that's not entirely true um I did all the programming all the art all the everything except for the music and the actual store art and like the loading screen, all those like little things uh, were designed by other people. Um, the uh, the music was done by my fantastic composer I've been working with for quite a few years now, actually, uh, Gregory Johnson. Um, and he's worked on a few Hollywood movies and stuff like that. I uh, can't remember any of the titles, actually. He worked on the new um, the new um, Milan, actually, the, the live action one. He has some mm. stuff in there. Well, and cool. uh, yeah, and my my artist, um, joy radford she has a thing called cozy Koi creations and she does uh all kinds of different all kinds of different art she does all kinds of commissions but she you know she's all into video games and stuff and at one point we were going to work together doing uh, a whole other art thing but i ended up being like i'll just i'll pay you to make some art for the you know this because i can't i don't have the time for it because <laughs> at the time i was still <laughs> i was still chasing down a landscape bug <laughs> there was a bug at one point in the game where you would walk through the town and like rent, like houses would just stop, start popping in and out for no reason. Like the, the fog would have no effect whatsoever. And like the actual load, the, the distance, like there's a, a set distance. I, I think it's 
6,000, 7,000, somewhere in there. But that distance was just being completely ignored. And it turned out that the landscape itself was being used as an was being used as an occluder to actually like block out houses and trees and whatever. But which would normally be fine. But I had a several lot values on the landscape. So. The um, like the level two lot. Was being used for when the player was standing anywhere. So like even though the player looked like and even the collision looked like the player was flat on the ground, the game would think that there was like a giant mountain in front of you. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it took a while to chase that down for a while. I thought I was going to have to scale down even further because I couldn't mm. I couldn't solve it. And it was causing like. The, the game runs pretty solidly now, you know, 72 and I can technically run it in some areas at 90, but and even 120, you know, the new experimental for that for the Oculus Quest, yeah. too. Um, but I, I think that for the time being, I'm either going to let that that comes into more future stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was going to have to scale down because the game was running at like 72 most of the time. And then when those when that bug would occur, it would drop down to like 40 and would not oh. go back up. It was it was it was a mess. So that's that's got to be rough to experience in VR. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> luckily, I've gotten so used to like low performance um vr stuff i mean it, it happens when you're when you're building games you know like yeah i, I mean at, at one time like all of the items had individual uh like like it's not per poly collision because you can't do that with with physics but they they had very detailed complex collision models so like you know like a pot would have like a hundred collision volumes on it and it was actually causing significant performance when they would spawn in on like the menu because how the menu system works is it actually spawns everything at one time. You know, like I want to do like a loading system, but that's kind of a, a sneak peek of something to talk about for the future. But uh, yeah, it, it caused horrible problems. But uh, yeah, and then getting that ask, down. I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you when you say you can like pick the item right out of the inventory, do you load it all right there? Yeah, technically, when you load, when you load the inventory, everything is loaded at one time. Um, uh, more or less. So, I mean, it's not loading 2000 items at a time, obviously. Um, I don't think the IO overhead on the quest could handle that at all. Um, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty certain that's the case seeing as, you know, I have like a test mm -hmm. warehouse that's not accessible in the game, but like every item is in there and it, it chugs horribly when it's in there. But yeah, when you, when you <laughs> press the, 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 the menu button, the first thing you're loading is the, the, set of categories and there's only two pages of categories right now if you want to even call it pages which is like the first level and the second level of the of the inventory mm -hmm. um and it, when, once you grab one of those it actually unloads all of those and then reloads all the items itself and then it buffers them into memory but doesn't actually do any rendering unless the player actually is on the proper page so it's it's relatively complex, but it, it's it's not as complex as I wanted it to be in the end, because if it was as complex as I would want it to be, you would actually be able to see three or four levels, levels of the inventory at one time, and they would like fade in and out. But the quest hardware just couldn't handle it. So, yeah, that makes sense, because like, I'm just glad somebody's working on new inventory systems in any aspect, because we've all seen them to death and they're horrible, like playing witcher three you get so many crafting items if you played that yeah. if anybody's played that you like open up your inventory even on you know xbox one it's like 
okay, now it's ready. You know, you just, <laughs> yeah. it has no paging system at all. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's pretty bad. It's um, also like when you see that in games nowadays, like I see that and it's like, I don't even want to look at it. I don't care. I won't craft in this game because it's just too much. I get yeah. I love what they're trying to do, but it's just it's got to be crap. Like well, looking through your inventory shouldn't be three fourths of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's there's there's it's it's, it's a lot. I mean, it, it looks very spreadsheety at some points. Mm-hmm. It's it's the focus of more and more games, too, because, like I said, <clears throat> Witcher came out and uh, Ubisoft, pretty much all their games have have some components of Witcher 3 that they just borrowed. And it's all every game you got to run over some plants and do some crafting. And it's just, you know, menu upon menu of inventory. And if it's not intuitive, you either have to have it all in one spot, which takes forever to load. Or if you don't have an intuitive paging system, you can't find some stuff and like every game's got to have all the survival aspect now because somebody made a survival game and it got popular and now everything's yeah. got to have food and it's like oh my god like i like like pj said it's neat that they're doing stuff but you got to work on the inventory problem now people yeah, yeah there's there's quite a few things that have been played out pretty hard nowadays in, in games uh, everything doesn't need to be an rpg an open world rpg yep. everything <laughs> doesn't need to be a battle royale game come on Yep, no. exactly. Um, now everything's yeah. It's like, where's the, where's the ingenuity? I talk about this stuff with my girlfriend all the time. They're like, you know, Nintendo seems to have it right, but no, they keep making the same games too, and all this stuff. But like, it comes down to um, even like looting stuff in games. I know I'm saying the word like a lot. Sorry, PJ. Um, <laughs> going around looting corpses or boxes. Sometimes games like just have it right and sometimes it's just too much and then that plays into the inventory aspect it's like just yeah. leave it out of my game leave it out of my inventory i don't care that's yeah, you mentioned skyrim or morrowind even and I've many hours in vr spent for pj in, in skyrim vr <laughs> and the first mod you know just out of a habit is you know take out of the take the weight out of the equation because i hate not being in, over encumbered and not moving all of a sudden but then yeah. you realize when you take that out, then you go to look through the inventory and <laughs> so much. You have so much stuff, yeah. <laughs> I, I do feel like a weight-based inventory is still preferable over like a slot-based inventory of like old RPGs. Mm-hmm. I mean... I just... If, if they did that and you just couldn't pick up anything, that would be fine. But when you can't move, it's like, that's just like almost game breaking to me. It's like, oh, that's an that's an interesting idea. I don't think anyone's done that yet either. Where like if your yeah. inventory is full, I mean, no, I, I guess because some slot based inventories do that. It's sort of similar. But. And then there's mods for games that are like. Black and white lists for things you pick up automatically or just skip. Yeah. But then you have to keep up the list and it's like. There's got to be a better way. Why well, have the list? <laughs> I, my brain's always thinking about this stuff, too. I've got like 50 different inventory ideas in my head, and I'm like... Yeah, nah. I mean, I, I, our next game, I'm I'm pretty happy with how it's coming along. And, uh, like, we we actually have an inventory system built basically upon this one here um, for Medieval Designer, like, used for, like, barrels and NPCs and stuff. And it's like... It, it, the next game is a, is a full on RPG, and it uh, it, I, I'm pretty happy with how it's turning out. Like, think about like you guys have you know played the game. Think about how 
um, you know, when you press the menu and it just flies out around you. We want to do something very similar in the next game. So like, you know, you walk up to like a, a barrel or something, grab it and it, you know, stuff flies out like that. It, it, nice. it just, yeah, it, it's, it's a put hide in it. <laughs> hide yeah. in it. Throw it. <laughs> It's a pretty good implementation for what it is. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm gonna take this idea and run with it. You know. <laughs> so do you, do you get to flag like one of the houses in um, Medieval Designer, and that transfers into the next game, and that's your house? Is that what you're playing? Because you don't <laughs> want to redecorate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, but I don't know about that. Like, yeah, that I was another thing. I, I had an, I had an, another um, uh, feedback. I guess you want to call it because it wasn't wasn't really a review. Um, it was that uh, we should be able to, you know, visit other people's towns and decorate their towns and you should be able to share town designs and, and decorate the exteriors and it, everyone, everyone is an armchair game dev, yep. <laughs> <laughs> which in some cases is fine and it's, you know, it's cool, but other times it's like, okay, you have no idea why this, 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 and this would not work at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of annoying to go on things and listen to regular people talk about the names of game engines like the frostbite engines is too old to push the sort of star wars technology and it's like yeah none of that do you know <laughs> yeah none of that means anything like that's the same argument people have when they talk about like bethesda and their engine mm -hmm. like they've been using the same engine since morrowind which is technically true technically it is it's still based on you know gamebryo but it's been upgraded heavily like the yeah. <laughs> The physics, the lighting, everything has been changed in the engine, you know? It's not like a drop, you take out one thing and you drop in another. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's just, it's a collection of software, you know? Yep. Even when, you know, Ubisoft made like, what's the, they were touting when they came out with their division game, that first one, uh, Snowdrop, and they yeah. had all these cool videos, like you're shooting guns, like consistent bullets at like a cop car's windshield, and it was like fragmenting and breaking realistically. I'm like, that's freaking awesome didn't see any evidence of that in the game at all like yeah I, I i feel like it's a big thing in in just game dev in general we i can't speak for all game developers obviously but i feel like a lot of us suffer from like a peter molyneux kind of situation <laughs> yeah. where like we we have such grandiose ideas you know but then we just, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to do this. And, you know, we're going to you're going to be able to plant an acorn. It's going to grow into a tree, you know, classic stuff. But <laughs> then, you know, we get into developing the stuff and reality kind of hits you in the head, you know, <laughs> like, stop it. You can't you can't go that far. <laughs> yeah. When they add those features to the engine or they work on that stuff, it's probably good that they're using that to build horsepower here and there. And you just don't know if that'll even make it into the end cut of a game. But sometimes they tap those features of their engines, like kind of like rich people buying bigger yachts to compete with other rich people. It's <laughs> yeah. just other, other game engine, you know, like um, Epic Games and stuff like that. Like, we got this engine in Unreal 4. It's like, yeah, I mean, like a, a lot of the like the big headlining features on so many engines just that. I mean, that's all they are. They're just big. They're just they're like clickbaity titles, I guess. Like yeah. when, when when like uh, when DLSS was added to Unreal Engine, um, which I don't know if you get, I, I work in Unreal Engine. Um, when DLSS was added to Unreal Engine, so many people like were, were like losing their minds about it on different forums and stuff. But in all reality, how many people are actually going to be developing for DLSS or, you know, ray tracing, if you want to call it that? 
Like, okay, I was going to say I don't recognize DLSS yeah, and I sorry. know some terms. So <laughs> DLSS is that's deep learning super sampling. It's NVIDIA's way of doing. Um, oh, I'm using the wrong terminology here. Uh, as, as what, I was thinking about something else. DLSS is used for. Um, DL, uh, DLSS is used for upscaling. Sorry. Ray tracing mm-hmm. is a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, when DLS, DLSS was added, though, like how many people are actually going to use that? Like it's a really cool technology and it's kind of a drop in thing. But, you know, until more people actually have the RTX graphics cards that you can't get right now, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's not really a big thing. And like ray tracing is like the other thing, like it, some of it looks really good, but like, especially from my point of view, I will never in, in probably the next five years, I will never get to do something with ray tracing right. because That's... what hardware is going to support it in, yeah. in my neck of game development? It, it's, it's just it's, it's not a thing. It's just kind of funny because they keep pushing stuff like that, but nobody's making the games that are really making me want to get because I still I haven't got the Series X yet. PJ did. <clears throat> I spent mine on I had a budget for it, but I spent it all on toys, honestly, the entire thing <laughs> and plastic toys, um, which I keep kicking myself, but whatever. Uh, they keep making these things that like should tout these games and get you to buy, but it's all graphics. But who's coming out with a game that has like the story we want to play like for, i'm talking about triple a stuff yeah they just released mass effect which is a really good game story um you know def- genre defining or something like that but it's how old now like come out with a a new game like why do i need all this hardware when i'm supposed to be playing games from 2000 yeah like i don't really know i think part of it could just be from just a lack of a lack of knowledge on how to actually integrate it into some, you know, some games, which you would think, you know, large studios could do it easily, but I'm not so sure. I mean, and also it's, it's like a work versus return kind of thing as well. Like so many people, like if you took a, like a random person who isn't like a hardcore gamer, you know, and you showed them, you know, a a game that has, you know, screen space reflections versus, you know, real time Mm -hmm. ray tracing reflections, they probably wouldn't know the difference from a still image because I mean, as game developers, game developers, we've been working for decades and making these different technologies to fake stuff like real time, global illumination and real time reflections. And, you know, so back to the main point, I mean, so many of those, those big engine things that people talk about, they're just buzz line or buzz, buzz, buzzword kind of headlines. I'll tell you the thing I was most excited about in a game engine release that you'll probably not care at all about. <laughs> the most exciting thing that I, I've seen in the last, let's just say, two years, I think, was the integration of automatic instancing in Unreal Engine 4. Dot, I want to say it was 4.22. It might have been 4.23. doesn't matter. Um, uh, <laughs> normal people don't even know what Unreal Engine version we're on right now anyway. <laughs> Hell, some, some some developers might not. Um, but yeah, the, that that was the most exciting thing to me, and and it's it's a, a stupid little thing that was hidden deep in the in in the code that unless you actually look through the change log, no one cared about. But it was a game changer for so many developers that probably didn't even realize it because you could have you know a thousand of the same in like mesh in a scene, right? Like a thousand of the same wall. Think about my game, for instance, how. A lot of it is very clearly, you know, reused because it, you know, has to be. Um, but you could 
before before that was implemented, you had to like manually go in and instance these things, which instancing is basically making the GPU draw it at one time instead of multiple times. Uh, you know, they're of course saving GPU power. So they added auto instancing, which at the at the engine level, it automatically instances everything that is being used multiple times. So instead of going through and manually doing that, it just, the engine does it for you automatically. That's fantastic. It's amazing. And it didn't get nearly enough coverage as it should have. <laughs> <laughs> like, granted, like for anything, even anything that's like super optimized, like my stuff, all, all of it's like heavily manually optimized. I mean, shit, I spent six months optimizing try counts to give you a, like yeah. a, 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 a view of my world there. So, yeah, but so you, you mean they don't poll game devs and ask what what you want when they build a new engine? Or I mean, there's, <laughs> there's there's a roadmap. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's you can submit requests and stuff. But like, like one thing that I really want that I cannot believe is still not a thing in the engine is like when writing blueprint code, um, which uh, do you guys know what blueprint code is? I don't. Well, you might. I do not. <laughs> okay. I might. Maybe not by that term. Yeah, you know, well, you know, Unreal Engine is, is C++, right? But then they also have this this um, this system called Blueprint Scripting, which is it, it, you like connect blocks together to form code, right? So it's so a codeless. It, you're just kind of dragging the lines together. Yeah, to yeah, pretty you. much. I mean, it, I love it's, that it, about Unreal. That looks it's really an neat. yeah, it's an extremely powerful way of of building games. Like you can write everything in C++, sure. But, you know, it's it's so much faster for a lot of people to just prototype things in blueprints and then, you know, then move it over to C++ or, you know, you can actually nativize it now in the engine where it'll take out most of the overhead of running blueprints and just basically convert it to native C++ code. It isn't nearly as good, but and not the point anyway. So in like C++, you know, you could just write print whatever. And like, you know, that's how you get like a print string for mm -hmm. like, you know, item is at location X, Y, and, and, and Z or whatever, right? Yep. You can do the same thing in Blueprints with just a block called print string. And you can also, you know, uh, you, know you, you, you drag off a node and then you, you right-click and you get like a, a selection box and you can write print, right? But then I hate the fact that I can't do like an open parenthesis or something and write in the actual comment that I want there, right? Like player has fired weapon, whatever, something like that. Close parenthesis, press enter, and then it's just there. And I don't have to mess with the code block anymore. But it's not like that. You have to do print and then it's there. And then you have to click on the code block and then type in what you want. And it's just such a frustrating small thing that I am over over uh, uh it's 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 something very dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From my point of view. But you know, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to tech stuff you know i mean if i wasn't making games i would probably just be consulting for teaching other people how to make games yeah so that sounds like it'd be something not too tough to add from my perspective <laughs> it's all yeah. the surface stuff so i could the, probably I... sorry go ahead no you good i could probably like submit a request for that but i just i haven't because it's a pain in the ass and i figure someone else would have done it by now that's probably the laziest thing ever, but like, why hasn't anyone else thought of this? I don't know. Then again, why has no one else thought of my inventory system? But, you know, here we are. <laughs> There's a big problem when the game engines do that stuff. And they make all those things available. It almost makes you a little lazy. 
because it's just, you know, something's already there and they don't have it. Because I remember I was working with Unity a long time ago and I had a cool idea for like some certain spaceship game that I wanted to make. And you can you could make cloud system generators inside of an invisible box, basically. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't. There was like one attribute of the box and the cloud um, <clears throat> particle system. You couldn't surface into a script, so you couldn't control it dynamically. Ruin, <clears throat> pardon me, ruined the whole game idea. Because they didn't mm -hmm. surface one parameter, which is like length or width. There's like size, maybe. Yeah. Of that emitter box, which I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really frustrating when they leave one thing out. And, and I looked and there was like, you know, a thousand people like saying, why can't you do this with that? I'm like, they've already asked them. Yeah. I so, mean, I, I'm sure there's a, a, a ton of things they're working on behind the scenes anyway. You know, I'm sure. I mean, as much as I, I I dislike Fortnite, you know, just because of its um, I I hate the battle royale genre in yeah. its whole. I, I think it, I think it ruined first person shooters. I really do. Like, yeah, so much. I, I like like give me back my Titanfall. I don't care about Apex Legends. Give I me mean, back the Titanfall. <laughs> give me back anything. Battlefield. You know, Call of Duty, Halo, whatever. Anything other than than battle royale games. You know. Even though, yeah. you know, Call of Duty has a battle royale. I mean, like Population <laughs> One, you know, I'm sure there's fantastic developers over there, you know, but <laughs> the last thing we needed on the quest was a battle royale. And, <laughs> and I, I wanted a an actual real story driven shooter on the quest, which we really don't have. I mean, I yeah. guess I guess um, what was that other game that just came out? Not Contractors. That one came out before is uh, uh, Zero Caliber. That one just came out. And yep. I, I played I played through just the, just the tutorial of that so far. And it's really good, but uh, you know we'll we'll see how that holds up. I even I haven't played Zero Caliber on the Quest yet, but I love the PC version. So if it, it's just a it's amazing co op game with an actual story that's just fun to play. I mean, <laughs> my my goal for the longest time has been trying to find um, a a a first person shooter i i want halo on vr so bad because mm -hmm. like my wife and i we play halo together nice. and yeah and it, it's great but there's nothing like that on the quest yeah. ironically enough i tried for like years to get her into gaming and then as soon as the quest one came out and i like i, I bought one and i was showing it to her she was like this is mine now go get your own <laughs> that's awesome I was like, Love it fun. That that's great and then <laughs> and then it spiraled into you know oh let's play halo and then oh let's play <laughs> elder scrolls online or something which you know i also don't like but you know that's that's a whole different <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. you know so we yeah, were so I, excited about that and yeah tutorial i'm like i love the blocking like just you know sword and shield combat mm -hmm. from like skyrim and I used to play like Terror was an old MMO. It was kind of like Warcraft, but there was action combat, not tab targeting. And the blocking in that, I was really good at like mm -hmm. controlling fights. I had a whole guild that they like switched out all of their shield blockers because I was so good. Like it was like they we don't need anybody else. There's there's Wookie, and I was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a champ. And then you get into <laughs> Skyrim and stuff like that. And like, oh, you can you know block, and it's so great. And you get Elder Scrolls Online, and it's completely three steps backwards just for that. And I was like, I can't. Yeah. I can't play this. I, the thing that kills me, what kills me about that game altogether is just that, like, I, I, I don't understand. To be honest, I've never understood MMOs, like, in general. Mm -hmm. Like, even, even, like, back in the day when I, like, tried to play, like, World of Warcraft and stuff. Like, I, I have a friend, John, who plays World of Warcraft religiously. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's unhealthy. 
I'm a thrice recovering <laughs> addict myself. Right. Like, I, it's especially something like the Elder Scrolls. Like, it didn't make sense to me to port it into an online game because, like, you're supposed to be this epic hero, right? Like, that's the uh-huh. that's the entire synopsis of like an Elder Scrolls game. And you go like you go into like a dungeon, and then there are like seven other people there. Like the whole thing always just rubbed me wrong. I hate it. I don't want to see other people. Which yeah. is which is which is why there's no multiplayer in my game. <laughs> <laughs> I love a single player game. Like I've actually fallen back into love with them, but you know, Wookie's my brother and he moved away like twenty some years ago, so we we hang out online. So it just yeah. the co op thing just makes things like why can't Assassin's Creed have a co op? Like why what the hell? Yeah, there's like, plenty of room. <laughs> yeah. Fallout Fallout 76 would have been great if it was just Fallout 4 co-op. Yeah. <laughs> but instead they made that dumpster fire of a game. Yeah. Ah, Bethesda's fallen so far from so many graces. Um, I don't <laughs> think it's available on the Quest, but if you're it's on PC VR and it's the closest I've come to Halo in VR is um now oh, I just lost the freaking title. <sighs> Starts with an E. God damn it. Um, I'll, I'll come back to it because it, yeah. it'll pop into my head. I know Wookie and I have played it, but oh, I Evasion, play it. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I haven't it's, heard of that one. It's a four-player co-op, and it feels a lot like Halo. It has a, mm. a decent story, but it's, I, I don't think it's on the quest yet. Yeah, just throwing that out there. <laughs> right, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out. I mean, I, I really hope at some point that we will get an actual Halo game in VR. I mean, because I feel like it would work so perfectly in VR because, I mean, in VR, like, you're kind of superhuman anyway, you know, you can do whatever. Um, And I I think that would fit really well with having something like that in VR. Can you imagine driving a warthog while your friend's on the gun in VR? I would would barf and keep playing. Sounds like the best way to puke, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I would still keep playing, like... Yeah. I haven't had any problems with VR yet, but if I have a headache... I'll get sick. Like if I had a yeah. headache before I start VR, because we have funny old things about like when we used to play Goldeneye back in the day, and like I would throw up. My eye, left <laughs> eye would get bloodshot. I would go in the bathroom, throw up, rinse my mouth out, sit back down, and we just keep <laughs> playing. Um, but I would do that if Halo in VR was there. I would drive or be the gunner, either one. I can't hit yeah. anything on in a vehicle gunner position for some reason. But man, that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be great. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, there's so many games I want to make, you know, <laughs> but yeah. there's never there's never enough time. Yeah. I mean, before before I got with my business partner on this on this new game we're working on, like we thought about several different projects to work on before we finally landed on what we're working on. And, you know, one of them was making a shooter, but I was just I was worried about and I was worried I would end up making by accident. I would end up making a another another fucking wave shooter for the quest and there's so many of those yeah Ugh, it's it, everything is yeah it's it's awful i mean like robo recall is fantastic but it's a wave yeah. shooter contractors is fine but it's a wave shooter pretty much yeah i mean pavlov is fine but it's kind of also a wave shooter you know mm-hmm. i mean uh, walking dead centers and saints the game with the closest version of something that is similar to my inventory interestingly enough um <laughs> is also basically a wave shooter, but with just, you know, crowbars <laughs> or whatever, you know? That game actually has a very interesting inventory system. I like it a lot. From, from, from like, 
like sure it's like a backpack or whatever and like the entire system doesn't really make a lot of sense because like there's like holes and you plug things into the holes like something weird i don't know but you know it, it's cool you can actually see the 3d representation of the item do you want to <laughs> talk about your newer thing at all or did you want to um yeah i mean i can i can talk about that or i can talk more about medieval designer talk about some more of the design elements of it yeah, yeah whatever fine. i could talk about the future ideas for medieval designer for now and if we have time i'll go into the other stuff so like one of the things I obviously want to add is, you know, sprinting because like it, 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 it'll, it'll work like it's it's literally just a toggle that I can <laughs> add. I could add it right now while we're on this call, even um, <laughs> it's super simple, but I just, I just haven't added it in for whatever reason. I'm, I'm working on other stuff. One of the biggest things I'm uh, excited to be releasing in the next month or so, most likely, you know, but, uh, you know, timelines and game dev and, you know, Peter Mollen knew all that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's working is, is the important part is um, building your own house, which Ooh. is super exciting. Like, so oh, <laughs> we're going to go from just the Sims decorate mode to the Sims <laughs> decorate and the Sims build mode, you know? <laughs> nice. um, yeah. So like right now it's functional. I have it in a, in a test build. Like it's the same thing. You break your, your menu system, except for now it's like walls and, and roof pieces and doorways and stuff like that. And, and floor pieces. And you could just like build any kind of shape of a house you want. The only issue is like I'm not sure how I'm not sure how I'm going to deal with um, the optimization is going to be strange to say the least. Like I, I might have to like downgrade the visual representation or the or the actual. I'm going to have to do some interesting stuff to make it run well because the entire like the the entire reason why the game is like you know, 74, 75 interior spaces with load doors is because when you load into one of those cells or one of those levels, I should say, thanks Bethesda for ruining me with the word <laughs> cells. <laughs> when you, when you load into, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I come from a background of modding those games very early on. <laughs> right. When you, when you load into one of those levels, um, the, the entire game, like, and, and I don't know if you guys notice like uh, the lighting in that game is is different. The lighting in that game is very different than any other game I've seen on any game. And part of that, by the way, is is thanks to uh, Oliver JT on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you guys follow him or not. Synthesis Universe. Oh. Um, yeah, he's 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 uh, a French developer, and he's like he's like an OG man. He's been around since like PlayStation One, and he showed me some pretty crazy techniques for like faking lighting. And uh, like, if you go back and look at the original trailer for the game that I launched versus what you actually get when you play the game, the lighting is entirely different. <laughs> and I just haven't updated the trailer yet. And I need to, but you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it. But yeah, the lighting is so much better because we're using what is essentially faked shadows. So like the player hands have depth now and stuff. And yeah, there's depth on everything in the world. And, it, and there's not a single light emitting object in the game world. So like there is no actual sun, there is no, you know, light emitters of any kind. It's using completely unlit, but then faking lighting uh, effects using some stuff that he taught me. Awesome developer, nice. got to shout him out there. Um, what was his name? Oliver JT. Gotcha. He's on Twitter. I think. Uh, let me make sure I'm getting that right. I'm. I. <laughs> yeah, Synthesis Universe. Oliver JT. I think he just he's he's in the credits of the game. I think he just wanted to be called. Uh, just Oliver JT. So, you know, I never, I never really know how to properly. <laughs> well, for anyone listening, anything you share, we'll, I'll have links in the show notes that we can just click on and check it out. 
Yeah, sure. Yes. Uh, Synthesis Universe. He's, he's working on his, on his own VR game. He's he's a fantastic developer. Some of the stuff he's shown me has been amazing. And uh, the current graphical fidelity of like lighting in the game would not be the same without him. Because, yeah, there there are no lighting. There's nothing there's nothing light emitting in the game at all. Like in a normal game, you'd have like like what most developers are doing right now. It seems in, in you know, from my perspective, is they are using a skylight and then or, you know, several scene lights and then they're baking the lighting down. Or if they're not doing that, they're actually ba- baking their um, their light into their actual textures. So it looks like there's lighting where there's not, which is, in my opinion, way too time consuming. So what we did is this fake lighting stuff that Oliver showed me, and it works out really well, in my opinion. Like, you know, I don't remember where I was going with this. I, I seem to ramble a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. I was talking about when you load into a cell. Like That's when you right. load in, when you load into a level, <laughs> I, I I get so off topic about like different things because I do too. I have so many rabbit holes I go down when you know it's it's part of being indie dev. You know, like you have to you have to learn so much stuff about game development, optimization, and everything else. You know, so when you load into one of those levels in my game, like the only thing you're seeing is like at max you have like five to maybe 15 at the most draw calls, which are like the, which I don't know if you guys know, that's the amount of times the actual engine is rendering frames to the GPU on the quest two or the quest. So, um, and you want that number to be below, I think 75 on the quest one. And I think it's like 200 on the quest two, but because of my insane optimization, I'm able to get like three to five hundred out of the quest, which is pretty impressive if I say so myself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it runs well. So anyway, uh, when you when you load into one of those, you, yeah, you get like five to fifteen draw calls, and all of that is because everything is either merged down, like the materials are merged down, the actual meshes are merged down into one single object. But if we do the like, if if you do the build your own house thing, you're gonna have a bunch of draw calls, right? Yep. And like the auto instancing is going to help a lot, but you might run into a situation where like in one of the pre-built houses, you can lay down, you know, 250 items or whatever. Right. Which, by the way, I don't have any actual analytics on how many <laughs> items you can put into the game before it crashes, because I've personally added in thousands of items into these games. Like I, wow. I like I built an entire like. <laughs> I built like an entire miniature version of the city using like little blocks, like little <laughs> stones to see if I could overload the, the game and it wouldn't crash. I have no idea how, how I, it's a mystery, but you know, I'm, I'm, it's running. So I'll leave it how it is. <laughs> so, the first thing you do to test like Skyrim mods, you just spawn a thousand cheese wheels and see if you crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is one of the earlier, one of the earlier, um, like, tests of the inventory system is like I was testing with like a plate, just like a normal dinner plate. Mm-hmm. And I had this bug where like, so for some reason I grabbed a plate and it like exploded out with like a hundred plates or like a thousand <laughs> plates and they just covered the entire room. And I'm like, this is some Skyrim shit. <laughs> <laughs> so got to leave in those cheat codes. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I was cheating at plate poker. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome like building the house and yeah yeah so like the the entire yeah the entire plan is like you'll be able to like load into a level and it'll be completely empty which is like an empty skybox and you'll be able to just um 
put in your your walls and your floor and your roof or whatever, and then you'll be able to decorate that house however you want, you know? Um, I mean, because of the actual the actual building blocks of what those houses are are relatively simple, you know, like there's there's only like, I think, six or seven individual like uh, pieces, maybe 10 for like what make up the walls of the houses and stuff. But uh, yeah, so I want to get that working, which, you know, that's the biggest feature I want to get done is just house building because that adds a whole nother level of replayability that doesn't Mm -hmm. exist otherwise. Because, you know, someone like goes through and they decorate all their houses, you know, maybe they, I don't know, they, they might get bored. I personally have a lot of fun. Like, for me, the most fun thing in my game, to be completely honest, is not even decorating the houses. Like, I love that aspect of it. And that was like one of the big things when I set out to make the game was like, I love doing level design and like environment art and like, uh, you know, set dressing, I guess you might call it, in like in game engines. And I wanted to bring that into VR and have it accessible to a lot of people and i I thought that the medieval designer uh, i i still think it's like the best version of that you know like if you want to decorate a house in vr it's like the best way to do it um so the the house building though it adds a whole other level of replayability because you know you can make whatever house you want and build whatever you want and you know you can mess with mess with whatever you want but my, my personal favorite thing to actually do in the game is not even that it's actually just playing with the physics (laughs) Because physics are fun. Um, yeah. So, so like, I didn't even mention this before, but, like, um, you know, it, it goes through in the tutorial, but for people who haven't played, like, you can grab objects, and, you know, the tutorial paints it. It's just like, oh, you know, you can put, like, a painting on the wall, or I think it, uh, it's, like, a banner or something like that, um, because paintings aren't in the game yet. You can, like, put a banner on the wall, so you can have, like, a nice cloth there, and there's also, like, curtains and stuff like that, and you can put them up, um, and then you press the... Uh, you press the the Y button and it just disables the physics, so it freezes in place. And it's you know, it's a really cool late. It's an addition that I added in pretty late to the the production, but it works pretty well. And because of that, you can do some really fun stuff with like, you know, putting things upside down and putting things inside of other things, and you know, even just the regular physics. Like you know, you can just you can build like a big enormous structure and then just completely demolish it with like other objects in the world. <laughs> I, I quite enjoy it myself. It's like a it's like a, a, a physics sandbox. So nice. Yeah. And then yeah, I want to add in I want to add in the ability for like options as well. And th- like that's a thing I want to tackle because like options in every VR game right now, even if they don't use a traditional um even if they don't use a laser pointer, which you know, there are a few and far between, but if they don't they they still end up using a laser laser pointer usually when it comes to settings and options. And I think I can even I think I can maintain my 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 little system I have, my inventory system for options as well. So like I want to add in the ability for players to choose to go between 72, 90, or 120 hertz, right? Because you know, those options are available in the quest. Right now, yeah. Everything except for the main menu runs at 72 hertz, I think it is. I'm pretty sure that the main menu runs at 90. Um, but it's also using some foveated rendering stuff. Um, but I want to give the players the option to use, you know, whatever, you know, variation with the understanding that, you know, if you set it to 120 hertz, you know, you might whip around a corner real quick in the, in the city and it might it might chug for a minute, you know. Um, I mean, it works pretty well, but, you know, or maybe, you know, if you select 120 hertz, we turn off the grass or something like that in the town, which also I'm very proud of that grass. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any. I don't think I've seen any other mobile VR game 
do that level of grass. Pretty impressive. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think it's available in any other title. Not trying to pat myself on the back too much here, but hey. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But uh, also, like, skin color would be a really cool thing that would be an option, you know? So, like, the player would have, like, a bunch of different hands they could choose from, you know? You know, just normal normal human skin color. I mean, hell, if someone wants to do blue, they could do that. Or just, like, a skeleton hand or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Just something for players to have options, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. And then, <laughs> on from that, like, I think I could also maybe enable the player to actually choose... And this is totally a Peter Molyneux moment because I don't know if this is possible <laughs> at all, but it's something I want to do. <laughs> Just a disclaimer here. I'm not promising this, but it's something I want to do. I would like for the player to be able to choose like a material, right? So like all the walls in the houses right now are just like a plaster type of material, um, except for the basements, which are a kind of stone material or a brick material. I would like for the players to be able to like grab a material and put it on the wall and it becomes that material, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like a really cool idea, at least to me it does. Um, so, you know, you could have your house, you know, like, that's above ground. Like, all the basements have this brick material. But the second floors and, like, the first floors, they all have, like, this plaster material. You could take that same material from the basement and have, like, brick walls on your first floor as well, you know? That'd be cool. Yeah. So. yeah it's funny, like, I don't know how many games Wookie and I have played online that we play the game not the way it's meant to be played. We just, like uh, Valheim, for example, we build mm. all kinds of things and then we're kind of done with the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did that the seems... same thing with Ark. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it seems to be the way it is with a lot of games like that. Ark, we had a, I can a relate. good time. <laughs> they, like, the performance took a crap. Like you yeah. said, like, you know, the instancing would really help maybe that game if they need to upgrade to Unreal 4 dot two three because <laughs> oof. Yeah. hopefully i'm not uh kind of do a character break here hopefully i'm not like talking too much <laughs> oh no <laughs> and, like wow. i i i have you know first podcast you know and I, i've never i i don't know how much to really talk about certain topics you know because I, I i get clearly excited about a lot of different <laughs> things um no, it's, as it's long as it's, you're excited uh, we're good because that's yeah, fun yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 so. if you guys want to move on to, you know, my my future uh, projects or if you want to call it here, you know, whatever you want to do, we can we can talk about for five, ten minutes if you want. And yeah, sure. Yeah, so no. like so the even though the sales on medieval designer are not doing great, and I, I'm sure a lot of that is just my terrible ability to market because I'm not good at that. Yeah, I um, think if you find <laughs> the right crowd, like it's it's. It's going to be hit a home run. It's just like you're saying, marketing. I... Yeah, I mean, marketing, it's just so difficult. I mean, like, like, you know, you can you can you can reply to people on Twitter and be like, I have this game. But like, that feels so scummy to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like everyone does it, but it seems so scummy. Like, does anyone have a game idea for this? Well, what about <laughs> my game? You could check out me because I'm great. You know, it seems so scummy to me. I don't know. But I mean, it seems like everyone else is doing it. So maybe I should just, you know, swallow that pride and do it. Um. And then like Reddit and stuff like that. Like there's tons of communities there. Like I, I, I just, I never thought about it until now, but like there's gotta be some intersection of people that play like the Sims and like VR, you know? Yeah. So, like post that in there and you know, it might take off there, but 
even though you know the sales on that game are not doing great and part of that could also be because it's not on app lab yet you know once something gets app lab it gives it this whole other level of yeah you know respectability it seems in the community of like vr people with like the quest that Um, and just amount of views is where you know that's just letting other people see it easily like side quest is awesome but there's a lot of people i'm not hooking i'm not a i'm not gonna turn on the dev account to use side quest and i don't want to connect it to my pc that just roadblocks yeah exactly there's a lot of people that just they they don't want to do that like side quest is great and like like even their advertising system is is really good because you're 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 like reaching a particular market but like it's still so it's so segmented off you know like there's plenty of people who don't want to hook it up to you know don't want to hook it up to a computer and, and mess with stuff like that yeah, I had no wife. problems doing it, and then all of a sudden, App Lab came out, and it's like, if I get it on App Lab, it's it's instantly installed on my headset while I'm at lunch at work. Yeah, it's just games. It's <laughs> so much more. It's so much more convenient, you know. Yeah. Like you know, my wife loves the Quest, but she's not gonna like hook up. She's not gonna hook it up to her computer. You know, she just yeah. thinks it's you know, it's a pain in the ass. She doesn't want to deal with it. It's like it's easy. It's just gonna take a few minutes. I don't want. I don't want to <laughs> do that. It's like I right, fine, whatever. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I feel like once it gets on App Lab, it'll, it'll it'll probably do a little bit better. And if I can find a way to advertise better, you know, we'll we'll go from there. But even even if it doesn't, you know, even if it doesn't make me back my money, which by the way, like I don't I don't know how many developers actually give their numbers for this stuff, but like that game, Madeable Designer, cost me around eighty thousand dollars to develop. Wow. wow. Yeah, and it is a <laughs> it is a relatively simple game for what it is. And it cost me eighty thousand dollars around around about to develop. Yeah, I've I've never heard numbers. I've had devs say like, you know, I have to sell this many copies to break even. Yeah. And that alone is like, oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. number that number scared like that would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> oh oh oh, it's a huge oh, it's it's a huge investment. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. I I have to sell. Yeah, I mean, you can do the math on that. My game costs eight dollars. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. I have to sell a bunch of copies. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, and and I'm not doing that well so far. And even the numbers on something like SideQuest, if you were to go on there and like look at their numbers, those numbers are definitely not accurate because I have not seen that many as it says I have. <laughs> anyway, so even if it doesn't do well, the game started out as just a tech demo for, you know, I want people to be able to use VR menus without looking at laser pointers. And then furthermore, I wanted people to design things and play with objects the same way I love to do in game engines, but without the the technical overhead of doing that. I succeeded on both of those fronts, I think. I, I think you if yeah, looking at it that way, you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. So and, and furthermore, it enabled me to get a business partner for this <laughs> next project who is actually funding the entire thing which is exciting oh. as, as all hell. So, you know, not $80,000 out of my pocket, you know? So. <laughs> um. Well, the work you've done <laughs> with, with medieval designer, like if that's what, I don't want to say like, if that's what can be expected in the next game, but like you're saying your optimization and everything and the menu system, like I I'm excited. I don't even know what it is. So I mean, I, ho- the, I hope that the, helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the next game is we're, we have, again, I don't want to promise anything, but right. we we plan to hopefully have a release for that one by 
probably the holiday season of this year. Wow. If we can. And I'm only saying we only have that kind of accelerated timeline because I've done so much work on optimization and I have such a, a, a uniquely optimized pipeline for assets in VR because of what I've done previously. Um, I think we might actually be able to hit it. Um, hmm. And if not, it'll be probably, you know, July of next year. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, and, and, you know, bringing on another person has also accelerated the development Sure. In ways that I didn't think were possible, like, <laughs> like you know, the project took, I mean, if, it, it, uh, 13 months, something like that for a medieval designer to get finished. If you really want to call it on, you know, months, which, you know, that project, I worked 10 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week for pretty much every, every single day. <laughs> yeah, that's it's rough days. I mean, wow. but uh I working on this and, and I, I did that at the beginning of the other project as well. Uh, and, but when I brought on someone else, I realized I could I could slow down a little bit. So, you know, uh, maybe I won't fucking burn out in flames, hopefully, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those kind of hours are not sustainable. Nope. But, you know, I, I wanted to get something out for the quest as soon as possible. And, you know, I, I think that it, it it succeeded in what it was supposed to do for me. Um, but even having another person added on, like we are, we are 22 weeks ahead of our development schedule right now, which is an insane number. That's, that's money in the bank. 22 weeks ahead of schedule. Oh yeah. Speaking of money in the bank, because of my contract with my business partner, every like four weeks we're ahead, we get paid extra at the end of the project. So like we are doing incredible right now. Obviously I can't talk about contracts, but you know what I mean? Yep. Um, (laughs) Doing incredible there. So yeah, like in the next game, like just for references, the original plan was like a full scale RPG, right? Like because I don't know if anyone's aware of this, but there are none of those on the quest. None. None. <laughs> like there's there's what is there? Demio? That's a tabletop RPG. Like it's fine. That's fun. Do you know? But it's not a it's not a, it's not a full on RPG. Yeah, there's, like, no, there's there's nothing with a story on the quest. Really. Yeah, there's nothing like. There's nothing like uh, th- there's no Morrowind, there's no Oblivion, there's no Skyrim, there's no Witcher. I think the yeah. Star Wars Galaxy game is maybe comes the closest for story, but that's still kind of like yeah. short stories put together type of thing. So yeah, and and story is going to be pretty tough to 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 even get across, you know. But we're working on that as well. I mean, our original budget didn't even call for voice actors, but now we're getting those as well. So we'll see how that wow. turns out. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a tight project, but um, Wookie does a sexy innkeeper voice if you need. One. <laughs> I do. Perhaps. <laughs> Can I tempt you, Marge? <laughs> well, come me. on, man. This is your audition. Go ahead. Yeah, swing and a miss. <laughs> I have no idea what PJ meant by an innkeeper voice. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, our, our plan is to do is, is to do a whole full on scale <laughs> RPG, though, you know, like and it, it's it's going to be scaled down, obviously, like like I can I can tell you a lot of the stuff's still under NDA, but. um, I mean, I, I can say some of the stuff, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's my studio. What, what, what are they going to do to me? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, contract. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't want to piss on my business partner, but, you know, I can say some of the stuff we're not doing. Like, the original plan, I, I can tell you, was uh, like a six-square-kilometer island, right? And you'd be able to, like, explore, and it'd be, like, medieval set and do all this, you know, dungeon delve and stuff like that on there. It'd be, like, 20 cities and stuff like that. But that, the scale was just far too large for what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to originally hire more people as well, but we ended up just not doing that. So then we scaled down even further to just like, you know, a smaller island. And we've scaled down further and scaled down further and cut things here and there and here and there and here and there. And I think the the end product, while I don't want to talk about it too much, is still going to be a fun experience and it's going to be re- pretty replayable because nice. it's going gonna, it's gonna to have some type of story. Hopefully, <laughs> depending on how things turn out and, you know, uh, actors and all that. Um, but most importantly, it's going to have, I mean, w- what is a game with a good story without, you know, mechanics, you know? And the things that I'm pretty, pretty certain that we're, we've nailed so far is, um, is stuff like, uh, like fighting with like magic, right? Like hmm. casting spells in the beta, in the, in the, the like pre-alpha version of the game right now works incredibly well. Nice. Um, like sword combat, uh, honestly, not that great so far. But we're working on it. Um, so combat for like like melee weapons is surprisingly difficult in VR to me. Yeah. Simply be- simply because of um, like how you would normally do like resetting an animation in like a. Uh, or like dealing damage or anything in like a normal game that's like uses melee weapons is you wait for the animation to be done and then you call an event or you time it based on the animation and then call an event or something like that. But there's no animations because the player is the animation, you know? So it's, yeah, it's a lot more <laughs> difficult of a thing to, to really, to really deal with. But like the, the potion crafting system is, is something I'm really excited about. Nice. I don't think I've seen potion crafting in anything else yet. And what we're doing so far looks really, really promising. And uh, that and uh, weapon repair, stuff like that, looking really good so far. The actual dungeon delving itself is looking really good so far, even though the actual dungeons themselves aren't done yet. So, hmm. I mean, the, the idea is, you know, you should be able to walk through this town and, you know, get a quest or whatever, go to a dungeon, fight stuff, you know, kill stuff, get their stuff, you know, their equipment or whatever, come back to the town, sell it, upgrade your own gear, upgrade your skills, you know, skill-based RPGs for the win, man. And then <laughs> and then go back out into another dungeon. Because the core loop of every RPG, whether people know it or not, at least every, you know, medieval-style RPG, is run through dungeons, kill stuff, get their <laughs> stuff, take it back to town, sell it so you can afford to get better stuff and make, you know, kill bigger monsters. And that's the core of every basic RPG, you know, is just run through dungeons and kill stuff. Um, And (laughs) we we get so distracted with all these systems, right? Oh, you just got to have this branching dialogue system. And, you know, the characters need to be able to, you know, eat and sleep and drink and, you know, be drunk and whatever. (laughs) But the core of an RPG is really just run through dungeons, kill stuff, upgrade your equipment, run through dungeons, kill bigger stuff, you know? Um, and, and I think that's really what we're going to nail as best as we can with this up- upcoming game. So. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm just glad to see there's like-minded like devs out there that, you know, yeah. know what's fun, know what works, and cut out all the bullshit. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully it turns out well. I mean, my uh, <laughs> my uh, my my career is kind of riding on this, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll optimize <Yeah>. it. <laughs> hey, I mean, optimization's a big thing, man. Yeah. But well, yeah, hopefully that's gonna be good. Sounds good. I can't sounds wait. So then I'm gonna run around designing medieval houses. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> the game did what it was supposed to do, and it's it's limited. But you know, I think it's going to get better over time, uh, especially with the house building thing. But yeah, it's definitely a limited market for it. I, I understand that. I, the the original game was really supposed to be this whole thing where you know you had this town, you could you could decorate a few houses, and you could talk to people, and they would send you out to like teleport you to random dungeons, and you could do quests for them and stuff like that. But and then you would like have money to buy stuff for your house to upgrade. But it was just it was way too complex for what it was supposed to be. You know, for one developer working on it, and I'd already spent, you know, at that point like thirty thousand dollars in development. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> you there's only so much you can do. And just be a medieval interior decorator for other people in the town, and that gets you <laughs> your money and your experience to do your own house. Yeah, something like that. I'm looking for some aubergine. What? I did say uh, we would do some 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 giveaways as well. I don't know how oh, you guys want to, want to handle that. Um, I'm thinking we'll give away like, you know, I don't know, 10 keys to the game. Um, however you guys want to handle that, I, I don't know. Oh, we can. Um, giveaways are hard because of the goddamn bots on the Internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the best way, just if we want to read a quote off here while we're talking and then. Um, we can do some giveaways on Twitter and. Stuff like that, that'll work. I just yeah, have sure. people message me at, like, you know, what what did we say about this type of thing? And at least that way they've listened to, to us talk about it. And Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's generous of you. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like... Uh, I, I'm not really sure how, how much how much of a point that has, seeing as there's a demo available. You know, the demo, I don't know if you guys even know about it, because I released it like a week after. The demo has like a hundred items and you can just decorate the little, you know, the little main menu area. Um, whereas, you know, the uh you know, the main game has like two thousand items and all the houses and stuff. But yeah, I mean yeah. I feel like I feel, I feel like, you know, it it's it's something and maybe it'll get some people to to look at it, you know, and maybe tell their friends. I don't know. Right. Again, I'm I'm not good at marketing, so hell, if it works, cool. If not, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't lose money. Why not? <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I've already lost eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. If you listen closely, you can hear off in the distance the sound of me crying in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just thought that was a weird echo. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know. No. Tears and rain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great talking to you. I'm I'm again, we just like to talk to devs and anyone working on anything in VR and just hear the passion and the excitement cuz yeah, I mean, we're long-time gamers and you know, the game industry's ups and downs and like Currently, it's like a cookie cutter world. It's like not a lot of creativity going on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a big thing. I mean, there's there's a lot of things. If we weren't like limited by time, 
and I wouldn't bore the absolute hell out of you guys. There's <laughs> so there's so much shit I could go into like great detail about. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I I hate the the current obsession with like 4K textures and stuff right now, but that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. <laughs> like uh, there's a term that I use called, you know, reckless data usage that's a problem in the yeah. industry right now that no one is addressing. No. Uh, I did a whole like YouTube video on it, like talking about things in the game and stuff. But yeah, there's so much, there's so much stuff I'm passionate about when it comes to game dev. I could talk about the shit for hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you ever need to vent, you know where to reach us. We've had a lot of, <laughs> a lot of developers yeah. are like, you're the first person I've talked to in like three months. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and yeah, something like that. I tinker <laughs> with game dev too, and I need to get back into it. So if you ever just need to dump, like I'm always up for learning what other people just <laughs> like that lighting guy you mentioned i'm like who is that because i'm sure i'll need some tips whenever i get oh back oliver he's he is incredible like <laughs> like seriously like go back and like look at the original demo of the like look at the original trailer of the game especially look at the player's hands in particular look at the player's hands like look at some of the items in the world and then go back and just load up the main menu and look at the difference it, it, it there there's a crazy level of difference in the lighting. It, I, I didn't see I, I watched the demo or the video when you released it, but when I fired up the game, I didn't notice the difference, but I did notice like yeah, really? the hand looks really nice. Like I wasn't really looking for a difference, yeah. but I did notice like I'm like the hands look really good. I, I think <laughs> that I think that if you're not looking for the differences, you won't really notice them. But yeah. once they're there, they make a huge difference. Yeah. And like, yeah, like, or like at the end of the video, where like, you know, like I pick up the skull and put it back down. Um, like the lighting just like on the skull itself, or like how you can actually see detail where the wood connects with other pieces of wood on the shelf itself. It's yeah. all, it's all material tricks too. There's no, there's no actual lighting. He, ah, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm good at optimization, man. I, I think I'm a, I'm a master of optimization, you know give myself that but oliver is on a whole nother level man (laughs) (laughs) that's when you put a lot of those good tricks into it like a lot of people won't be able to put their finger on why it looks something looks better than another thing but it's all you know all those things like in games where i don't remember which anything off the top of my head but if if it doesn't have like shadows on the ground sometimes it just doesn't look like it's grounded everything looks like it's floating most people yeah. don't really realize that, but it's like, this looks weird. And, you know, you up the shadows or do some lighting tricks. And it's like, oh, it's fine. Because yeah. with lighting and textures, you can do a hell of a lot with a low poly game. Like, oh, yeah, you, you can do so much. If Final Fantasy, whatever it was, 13 on, like, I don't know, PS2 or one of those things. And it was like, how the hell does this game look so good? Better than any PS2 games, because, you know, they finally learned the hardware or whatever. But it's like, they did some really good tricks. That game looks fantastic for... Yeah, and what it was. There's so much of that that we have to learn from when it comes to like the you know past developers. You know, like everything now. Like if I'm making a PC game, it's going to be like almost 100% dynamically lit. You know, mm-hmm. but you can't do that on mobile hardware. You know, yep. the Snapdragon eight, uh, the Snapdragon XR2 is a really cool chip. It's great for what it is. You know, at least in the Quest 2, but uh, it's. It, it can't do stuff like that, you know. There's some really cool talks about how, like, uh, like Robo Recall, for instance. Like, they did they did a whole talk on how they optimized Robo Recall from being this, you know, this game with like a thousand draw calls down to like a hundred and something, and that was that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, it's a good good demo of going from PC VR to Quest. Anyway, it's oh yeah, they did runs, they did great yeah. on that stuff. <laughs> a lot of their tricks I use myself. 
nice. that and like uh, <laughs> like like thrill of the fight they did some interesting stuff um no it wasn't the it was uh it was the creed game one of those boxing games um they 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 had this whole article about how they actually achieved faked lighting and it was actually pretty ingenious they used like a they like it looks like the 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 lighting is like real time you know or like uh dynamic but they're actually just using a decal on the ground to actually make it look like that it's pretty it's pretty ingenious it's such a simple stupid little trick but it works so well it's crazy and it decals like a squished version of the model or they they just use like a decal of like like uh like uh of like what a shadow would look like with mm-hmm. the light interacting around it it's like pre-baked it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's really really good read that because i remember um somebody talking i think it was like mario sunshine somebody noticed that it's like just the same mar- like way back in gamecube days but it was just the same exact model of mario exactly what you were doing with the animations but they turned the height to like one on everything and just painted it black so it's like <laughs> a perfect copy of mario doing your thing and it looks like a shadow i don't know if anybody playing the game ever noticed just some game devs were like hey that's a really good idea yeah i mean that is another <laughs> I mean, even years ago, that was, yeah, that's a pretty good idea, actually. Just squeezing stuff out where you can just to make it. I mean, you don't have to have a sun pointing right down to everything to make a shadow. There's a plenty of other tricks. You just has to look like a shadow at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ho- hopefully, like, as small of a, a detail as it is, I really want to hopefully get the, like, the item rotating in the next build. So, like, you know, like right now, when you're in, like, you know, like looking at your menu, everything is just stationary and it's all supposed to be facing the player. But some of the items have weird pivots and stuff, so they don't exactly. But like if everything was rotating, it would give you an even better view of the item before you pick it up, you know. And yeah. I think that I can actually achieve that now by using some very interesting material tricks that someone else had showed me. So we'll, we'll see about that. Nice. Wish that was in real life, because I'd just like a big circular menu to pop up with like a sandwich. <laughs> And I just grab the sandwich, and then the menu dissipates, and then the menu hey man, I got some, I got some big plans for AR in the future. <laughs> oh boy, sweet! Hey, that's something. That's something I could I can mention on real quick too. Like, like, did you guys did you guys ever get a chance to experience the uh, the augmented reality bug on the Quest Two before it was patched out? No. no. Okay, so there was a, a bug in I think it was version tw- yeah twenty seven because we're in twenty eight now. With 29 rolling out soon yeah. <laughs> um but 27 there was a bug where you could turn off the guardian and it would leave you in a state of like half pass through oh. so you could see the real world around you in your game world huh, crazy yeah so like you could play like beat saber which you know <laughs> i love my i love me some beat saber man it's the best <laughs> i I don't know how anyone can't like beat saber but i saw, I saw somebody the other day was like beat saber is the worst game ever i don't know how anybody likes it I, what it's amazing <laughs> anyway so yeah like like you could play beat saber and like still see your living room that's pretty neat. and like something like that has no real utility other than you know not you know not kicking your dog across the fucking room yeah. or something <laughs> or, you know, video. some guy playing a boxing game in vr and the wife tries to grab the little three-year-old or something and she can't get through <laughs> in time and the dude just does an uppercut right into the kid's face oh my face. god it's horrible like, oh my god that's <laughs> horrible uh, so funny but so bad yeah <laughs> or like you know or even just the, like the small things you see like everyone has seen the videos of like people doing like richie's plank experience and them like jumping into a tv or something like that yeah. you know or just like <laughs> they're playing gorn and they just like they, they put their fist through the wall <laughs> something like that but like 
Um, like I, I asked Boz on his AMA recently. Um, it's pretty. I think it's pretty cool. I got a question answered in AMA. It's pretty cool myself. <laughs> uh, um, I asked, you know, when are we going to get access to, to pass through as developers? Like, I want to be able to turn on the pass through cameras and let the player use some kind of, you know, rudimentary augmented reality. Because, like, I I did an experiment when that bug was still active. Okay, <laughs> and I'm, I've never explained this to anyone publicly. This is the first time I'm talking about this. Um, so. <laughs> I yeah, I you turned on first. I turned on the pass through mode, right? And then I, I opened up my game because I was thinking about, wait a minute, my entire game's about decorating things. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I know like, you might going. see where this is going. In my living room, and I put down a like a bench because that's the closest thing we have to, to like couches in, in you know in my game. And I and I, I leveled it perfectly. To where it was like perfect with the couch, the height with the couch, and I disabled the physics, you know, you know, obviously. And um, then, you know, I put like a, there's like pillows in my game. I put a pillow right where the real pillow in our couch was, <laughs> and I put a table down right where our actual table was, right. And then, Sounds. and then, and then I sat down <laughs> on my fake bench on my real couch. And then I touched my fake pillow. That was also my real pillow. Wait, I thought you said you disabled physics on your couch. Didn't you go through it in real life, too? <laughs> if only. How much did that blow your mind, then? It was... Dude, it, it's fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. I don't think people... Like, my timeline for AR has always been very... It's always been pretty much the same since I, I first experienced uh, VR a few years ago. Which is, I think that by, I think that by 2025, um, AR headsets are going to be like, like things that are like almost glasses, essentially, are going mm-hmm. to be readily available in like, they're going to be in movies and TV and stuff like that. And the, the rich and powerful will be able to have them. And then by 2028, they will be anyone that, w- that can afford a modern day flagship phone. That's like a thousand dollars. will be able to have a pair of smart glasses. And then by 2030, they will be as ubiquitous and as, as readily available as any phone is today. Like, that's my timeline. And some people think I'm insane for that timeline. Like, people on Twitter, I've had so many people be like, that's insane. We're 50 years away from AR. Yeah, okay. You haven't yeah. seen the things I've seen, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I tried, you know, I, I just did that. That, that, tiny little, that tiny little experiment with, you know, placing fake objects in the real world. But... It, that's the first step to actually living is, in VR. <laughs> it is. It was a crazy, mind blowing experience. So then I did more. You know, I I changed the color of my curtains. You know, <laughs> I, I I put a rug down on the floor. I put you know, a, a coffee table in, in the middle of the floor. You know where when our real coffee table was. When you're explaining it, it doesn't sound very groundbreaking. But like listeners have to be realized, like when you're doing it in VR simple things are groundbreaking you should remember that like yeah yeah it, one of our stories when we first played um elven assassin I, I leaned over to dodge an arrow and i thought there was a barrel there like an like a nintendo 64 looking rendered barrel there's no barrel yeah. in the place i was playing and i just fell on my ass and half <laughs> my brain was like what the hell there was something yeah. there. the other half was yeah. like did you expect that to work yeah that's how so, I mean, you know like it's crazy it's 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 no secret that like the next generation of standalone headsets, like whatever the quest, like 
they talk about, you know, the Quest Pro or the Quest 3, whatever. It's not going to come out for another... I, I, I truly think that the, the, the lifespan of VR headsets in the future is going to be about 18 months. It's going to be about the same as a reasonable smartphone purchase, yeah. which is going to piss off a lot of people. But yep. just like people who just who bought the Quest 1 and then the Quest 2 came out a few months later, like, it, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to learn to live with it. It's like the same way, like, I buy a new phone like every nine months, I swear. <laughs> like, it's just, I want the new hardware, you know? So the next generation of these devices are going to have, like, full resolution pass-through cameras. And they're going to be good quality. And they're going to, you know, they're not going to have weird lens distortion. So, so like, the... My ability to to sit on a, a an object that doesn't exist inside of my real world living room, where I could see my TV on the wall, and but yet I could still I could see this, you know, this medieval style bench too. <laughs> mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. So yeah. I asked Boz when we're getting access to that, and you know his answer was uh, so hopefully hopefully sometime this year, and I am almost 100% certain that when they enable that, I will be the first person in the world <laughs> to offer an experience where you can decorate your house in augmented reality. Get ready for it then, yeah. Because I think they are in Unity, and it's like, well, that's fun and easy to do. Everyone's going to jump on it. It's insane. And, and, and the way my game is built, I have to do nothing other than just enable <laughs> AR. Yeah, it's awesome. It's going to be insane. I'm looking forward... Like, even if no one else plays it, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that myself. <laughs> you never make another game, you just live in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, even more so with, like, the ability to put up walls soon. Like, because that, that feature is going to be going live in, like, less than a month, probably. Like, I, I can put up where my real walls are in my real house, you know? Yeah, and just be... live in an, in, in an AR version of my house. <laughs> even just for, like, with my game room, knowing where the walls are, you know, <laughs> would be nice. Yeah, you know? So... It's it's such a mind blowing future that's going to exist, you know, like when these things are small enough where we can wear them all the time, you know, like I think the the actual te like the television market or for actual physical TVs is going to be gone by like 2045. Yeah. Or maybe even 2040, because why the hell would I pay Samsung for, you know, a 55 inch TV or whatever when I could just yeah. mount one on my wall using augmented reality? And as long as I'm wearing the glasses, it's on the wall. And if my wife has, you know, the same fuck, the same glasses or whatever, in the same, you know, room, she'd be able to see it too, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It's, the future of, of that kind of stuff is insane, but I'm, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm going into a whole nother thing and it might be time to, you know, wrap this up. Yeah. You guys probably don't have all kinds of time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I go off on tangents about technology, man. I love it. No, that's good <laughs> to hear. It's, it's also interesting as hell. So like, man, oh, I, hope, I hope you so are the much. first one to. To launch that when it happens hey maybe i can uh maybe i can be back on to talk about some ar stuff uh when, when yeah. that happens <laughs> i was gonna do a like a viking thing because i love viking stuff i was gonna redo my office maybe i just need to boot up your game when you get the wall builder rebuild my yeah. office yeah and then like start decorating You're like okay yeah i could get one of those <laughs> yeah put some swords on the wall you know a shield you know i don't know <laughs> a deer head something moose head i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> Oh man, it's been awesome hanging out and talking to you. Yeah. It's been uh, mind blowing, eye opening. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. And um, yeah, good. if you 
If you can talk more later, like your NDA gets lifted about the new game and you want to spill some stuff, come on back. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that once we get our vertical slice done, we might actually start showing off some stuff of it. You guys know what a vertical slice is, I'm, I'm guessing? Nope. Okay. You say nope or yes? Yes. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, so yeah, once we get like the vertical slice done, I think we're going to show it off a little bit here and there. Um, and it'll be like an, an early version of like, you know, getting a quest and going through a dungeon. And uh, I think, yeah, I think around that time, I might be able to do that because nice. it'll all kind of be out there at that point. We, we, we might even do like a Kickstarter or something. I'm not sure. It really depends on how the, the, the project is still so early in its stages, you know, that we have a lot of conceptual stuff that we know we want to do, but, you know, it, everything changes over time. Yeah. I mean, hell, Medieval Designer started as a, a dungeon game as well. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> This might t- this might turn into a uh, uh, a jogging through the forest game, you know, <laughs> which I might may or may not also be working on in my spare time. You know, may- maybe, you know, maybe. You're spending a lot of plates, man. <laughs> I, I work on I work unhealthy hours and I'll probably be dead by the time I'm 50. But, you know, I'm going to make a lot of shit while I'm here. There you go. That's an awesome one. tombstone marker. <laughs> <laughs> he, he died early, but he made a lot of shit. <laughs> I talked to one consultant that, uh, not to go into work stuff at all, but he did say, like, you know, he pulls, he was the guy that pulled crazy hours. I heard nothing but good things about him. And I just talked to him once. And he was like, You ever heard that one about the old lady that, like, was afraid to buy a bunch of bananas because she thought she wouldn't get be around long enough to eat them all? And uh, I was like, no he's like now you have <laughs> and he wasn't kidding and i was like <gasps> he basically worked himself into a i don't know if he's still around but an early grave i was like don't do that yeah i mean it's 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 a rough thing man like not not to get into a whole into like a whole other thing but <laughs> like i have some deep existential dread you know like <laughs> i am i am 26 and i feel like i'm like in my 40s yeah wow just like the insane work hours and you know the fact that i don't sleep well at night because I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm gonna die before i finish my next project it's it's it's, it's not good this episode brought to you by better health or something right yeah. <laughs> I think a girlfriend just read that like if you lose one bit of like even one night of of restful sleep it, it contributes to alzheimer's so you should get some sleep it's not easy man <laughs> but yeah um yeah, I have a lot of. I always have a lot of projects in the works. keeps my keeps my mind busy, keeps me busy. You know, gives yeah, me something. Gives me something to do. It's hard not to do it. Last time I took a huge jump into like playing with the Unity game engine stuff, I was like awake for eighteen hours straight. <laughs> Didn't sleep till Sunday night because it's fun once you get lost into it. Oh, it's 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 great. Like like once you, and it's also the problem of like context switching too. You know, like you feel mm-hmm. like you got to solve a problem. And if you don't solve it right then and there, it's going to be, you know, you're not going to solve it or it's going to take you longer to, to pick it back up. But a lot of times that's just not the case. And, you know, that's just the creativity, stupid setting. in. I guess, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Thanks again. That was, that was awesome. All right, cool. I guess I'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably just message you guys on Twitter with like a bunch of keys and you guys can divvy them out how you see sure. fit. Um, can do that. And just sure. you know, maybe tag me in the in the in the releases or something, and I don't know. Yep. Figure it out. I'll let you guys know when it's on App Lab and stuff too. So sweet, awesome. 
I'll probably yeah. I'll, I'll probably give you guys some keys for App Lab as well when it's available. Um, nice. Yeah, seeing as you know, you guys are the first podcast to have me on. That's a that's a special thing. I I think maybe I don't I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, yeah. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe once one day I'll be on. I don't know who, who's a big podcaster. H three H three or. Joe Rogan or Bill Burr. I don't know. I don't know yeah. any podcasters. If you can go to the Bill Burr podcast, let me know because I want to listen. <laughs> Dude, Bill Burr's awesome. He's, yeah. he's great. All right. All right, Tim. I have a good one, man. Thanks again. All right, guys. Until next time. See ya. Peace. Hello everyone, that was Robert Aldridge from Big Top Game Studio working on Medieval Designer, or finished up Medieval Designer and working on a new game. Secret project. You heard it here first. Mm. But if you're listening to this and you want to try out Medieval Designer, message us, and if we have a free key, we will get you one. But for this episode, I'm PJ. I'm Wookie. And this was our VR Verdict.